Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code, and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. 
and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Let's move on to the next question. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what... <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece. James Madison was a genius. The Declaration of Independence is, for me, the single greatest piece of American writing. You don't look satisfied. One's a set of laws and the other's a declaration of war. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is America the greatest... Not the greatest country in the world, Professor. That's my answer. You're saying... Yes. You're... Let's talk about... Fine. The... Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey! And with a straight face, you're gonna tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built 
great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. <laughs> we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the making with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Where is that from? That is from a TV show. It was not a movie. That was the TV show Newsroom. Ah, I watched uh, a couple seasons of that. I don't he, think I ever saw that one, though. He was a constitutionalist. Mm -hmm. That's why they put him in the middle. Mm. And he was in between the red and the blue. And his outlook on America there... <laughs> Pretty freaking accurate. I, I got to fucking say, um, the first step... And identifying that there's a problem or fixing a problem is identifying that you have one. Absolutely. We're not. We are not the greatest country in the world anymore. Did you know maternal mortality has increased 40% in the last year? Increased 40%. The number of mothers that died either during birth or within 24 days after giving birth increased by 40% and actually uh, since the jabs rolled out, 2021 and 2022. We are the worst possible country, civilized Western world advanced country to give birth in as a woman. Well, I mean, everybody's looking for this. I, I, I guess there was a very big expectation that there was going to be some hubaloo after Donald Trump's arraignment. Um, apparently, the government overestimated, maybe um, put too much money in a couple different places where nothing happened. Stand, stand by, babe. Eddie, I'm proud of this bruise, okay? It's gotten so much better so quickly. I attribute it fully to Kush Creams because I've been slathering Kush Creams on it every day. They're our featured sponsor tonight, by the way. Um, but uh, Seamus gave me this bruise. Thank you very much. I had nothing to do with it. So I'm damn proud of it, okay? So anyway. I... I you know, I, I where, where were we? I thank you, thank you. Now I'm fucking lost. Oh, uh, people expected some hubaloo after Trump, and oh, especially yes. with the economy going the way it's going, and they expect well, no, 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 it's going. No, the government mm -hmm. 
had a lot of people working the last couple of days. Well, the, that they they don't have the budget for. The New York City Police Department rolled out every single officer. Yes, um, in uniform, but about half of them called out sick. But the better part is that the people that backed them up were all federal agents. Mm. So everything else was federalized for Trump's arraignment, which I thought was also interesting. But there was a lot of money put out. There was a lot of money both from New York City and from the federal government in D.C. too, because they walled off D.C. again. Why? I have no idea. But why would they expect anything in D.C.? None of, no one's going to go to none of us are going to go to D.C. No, if are you we, kidding me? If we go there again, it will it, be you know, much it different. It doesn't matter what the fuck they put up if we go exactly. there again. But um, right, right now, no one's going to D.C. Those people are insane. Why would we want to go to D.C. and get thrown into the freaking gulag with the J6ers? Uh-uh, no, I'm good, thank you. I, I'm just saying there was a lot of money put out for this and nothing happened. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. I mean, you know who got into fights on the sidewalk hmm. outside Trump, you know, tower and outside the courthouse? Libtards. No, reporters. Oh, the news media. Well, they were the only ones there. They were punching each other. It was fucking. Do you have that clip of the two reporters who got into the I, fist I fight? I don't think so. In front of the courthouse? No. Who does that? I don't. I don't know. Why do you start a fist fight in front of a courthouse where there's cops? What are you stupid? Mm-hmm. They are all stupid. Liana today was talking on her show about how people have been disconnected from God. I know. Liana was talking about how the jab is disconnecting people from God at the genetic level. I was so excited, Liana. I was like, damn girl, I've been saying that shit for two years. Fucking proud of you. Good job. Fucking proud of you, girl. Uh, Hold on. There you go. Actually, you get that and a little bit of diss. If I or what the fuck? Um, this is weird. Okay, hold on. Let me check the cable. What the fuck is going on with this? Uh, stand by. My soundboard has gone to kaput. Stand by. I got it, babe. I just reset it. Let me see. Let me see what happens now. What the fuck is everything? One day at a time. One day at a time. Uh, just keep repeating that to yourself, right? That's what they all say. Just making sure Annie didn't knock any of the cables loose because... Was she back there? I, well, she was in the studio for like, I don't even know how long. It was very quiet in the house. I don't know how the hell she got in. I saw the studio door open and I closed it and I guess she was in here. Like I checked in here, but she must have been like laying on the bed looking out the window at the chickens because she likes to do that. So I thought she was sleeping in our bed. Um, did it do that thing where it freaking dumped the stream deck again? No, it, I know you get so frustrated. I know. Well, while while you're doing that, I want to, I want to read this piece. Okay. This is in uh, CNN digital. It's an opinion piece. Okay opinion the fight against woke is really conservative gaslighting opinion by clay kane clay kane how come everyone named clay is a cuck i don't know okay 
Anyway. Are they? Uh, editor's note. I mean, Clay Clark, Clay Kane. We'll see. Clay, editor's note. Editor's note. Clay Kane is a serious XM radio host and the author of Live Through This, Surviving the Intersections of Sexuality, God, and Race. Follow, don't follow him on Twitter. Opinions expressed in this commentary are his. Anyway. All right. Uh, I was at the barbershop recently when Childish Gambino's 2016 track Redbone popped up on a playlist. Singing about infidelity, Gambino, also known as Donald Glover, belts out, stay woke in the chorus. As we nodded our heads in unison to the song, someone asked, how did woke become the new scary term? Do they even know what it means? We all had a wry laugh about language that has been misappropriated over the years, but the distortion of woke has been particularly insidious. I must give credit to the silent majority, the moral majority, MAGA, QAnon, and all the other iterations of conservatism that Republicans have transmogrified into over the past five decades. They are masterminds at coming up with messaging that scares the Jim Crow hell out of their base. Woke is their latest stunt. In the 1960s, it was black power, a term about empowerment and self-reliance popularized by Kwame Tour, also known as Stokely Carmichael. Conservatives rebranded the term, which became a catch-all phrase to scare white voters that Negroes were taking over. Those two words would then be twisted by white power adherence. Okay. <sighs> Uh, who, according to the ADL, deliberately mimicked the term black power. Some years later, former California governor and later President Ronald Reagan famously deployed the welfare queen narrative, framing public assistance as a black issue, even though more white people than black have been helped over the years by those federal aid programs. Note, that is true if you go back to the beginning of federal aid programs, at which point most black people didn't qualify. Mm. Anyway. After Reagan, George H.W. Bush invoked the name of Willie Horton, a convicted black man, on, black man on weekend release from prison to rile up his base during the 1988 presidential campaign. The Bush team made Horton a symbol of allegedly lenient prison furlough programs that were supposedly sending murderers and rapists into the suburbs. Uh, real quick note on that one. Just just a quick one. Just a, just a talking point, really. It's a stupid story, but I found it very odd and interesting all at the same time okay well no 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 hold on this goes right with this trust me um did you know that the doj was going to be letting inmates on covid related home confinement serve out the rest of their prison term at home even after the pandemic's over okay hmm huh okay uh anyway over the past several years co-option uh co Optation of language by the GOP has been on overdrive, due in part to the advent of social media. Once upon a time, politicians hammered incendiary language in speeches and interviews. Today, they have the ability to disseminate a particularly noxious narrative almost instantly online. Lee Atwater, the brain behind the Willie Horton ad and other Southern strategy tactics, would be proud. As he lay dying from cancer in the final moments of his life, Atwater reportedly said he regretted the Horton ad but the legacy of his racist actions lives on. The current list of terms that conservatives have weaponized is long and growing. Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Critical race theory. Intersectionality. 
You know what? This is a perfect example of. Do you remember the things I read off and I said, "Yes, if this is yes. this isn't happening, yes, yes, but if, but it, if it is, is it's a good, it's thing. a good thing. Yes. That's yes. It. this is a perfect now, example. Add of that. to it the ubiquitous, almost inescapable word, woke. So who are they? Listen, listen to how this is being written. They are flipping the script on all of this. Instead of saying that these are liberal terms, now they're saying these are terms we use to define them. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. See, look, do you see how much mind control they have mm -hmm. over the fucking sheep? They can sit there and say something to them right to their faces, right to the camera. Like I am right now. And then one month later, two months later, three months later, come back and say, just like I'm sitting here now. Oh, those but, weren't terms we used. Those were terms Republicans used to define us. Mm -hmm. We stand against that. Ugh. To be clear, woke is not political. But it has been politically weaponized by bad faith actors, mostly on the right. Being woke is not a term exclusive to the realm of social justice. It is a decades old slang in black communities, meaning to be aware. For example, I heard your man is cheating. Stay woke. Blues icon Lead Belly at the end of his recording of the 1938 song Scottsboro Boys talked about the need to stay woke after black men and children were wrongfully accused of raping two white women in Alabama. In other words, be alert, keep your eyes open and watch your back, figurative and literally. The mangling of woke cannot be placed solely on politicians. Celebrities and comedians have played a role. Bill Maher, Sean Penn. Wow, he's a conservative? No. Russell Brand? No. Kanye West? No. And Dave Chappelle, to name a few, have all misused the word in recent years, contributing to the despoiling of a cherished cultural term. Either out of willful ignorance or arrogance, they deploy the term out of context, often while pouting about cancel culture. Meanwhile, pushing back against wokeism has become a profitable business model for anti-woke warriors. John McWhorter wrote a 2021 book titled Woke Racism, How a New Religion Has Betrayed Black America. This Hun New York Times bestseller was party popular because a black writer was denouncing wokeness. Hun, you're not allowed to talk about this anymore. I'm. I you are one of those woke warriors. Anti-woke warriors? Yes, that's you. You can't talk about this. Um, what's more dangerous than any of the misappropriation, however, is the way the attacks on wokeism have been made their way into policy. Here it comes. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law the Stop Woke Act, which is wreaking havoc on Florida's colleges, universities, libraries, and schools. Wokeism now somehow, somehow has expanded to encompass sexual orientation and gender identity. It's even being cited as the real reason for prosecuting the former president on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. So if you want to look at my crystal balls, I will uh, be able to show them to you on it's a fans only page. I'm sorry, but it's the only place to let you look into my crystal balls. But 
told you this is all their attempt at mind control. Here's what my friends at the barbershop say about right-wing politicians, conservative media outlets, privileged celebrities, Twitter trolls. You can't have the word woke. It doesn't belong to you and never did. Be creative and think up your own dog whistles, which you refer to as wokeism as old school political gaslighting. I will keep using woke in its proper, proper context. And if you don't understand it, then maybe the word is not yours to use. But didn't you just use anti-woke? Yeah. Um, anti-woke warriors? Yeah. Wouldn't that be using it out of what you call its proper context? No, that would be proper context, wouldn't it I be? I mean, for because... today's day, but he just said he was going to use it in its proper context, which he described as, as watching your as back. black people to, to stay aware. Oh, no, no, no. That was the racist way of saying to mm. black people, hey, there's white people about. Yeah. That's what woke is. Okay. that's the technical definition. That's what they won't tell you because that's the racist definition. God forbid anybody heard that. So stay woke. So friends. when black people are talking to each other, that's their term to let them know that, Hey, there's a white person in the, I, in the room. Okay. Hey, don't worry about it. We got ours too. Yeah. White people have them for black people. Still. They call them Novembers. I get it. I don't. Okay, well, there's woke and then there's November's. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. All right, then. It's, it's a real deal. Okay. Oh, fuck around. And find out. I, I, this, this is going to define our country till the <sighs> end of time. It will. This woke shit, this ideology, this idea that it will divide us forever if we let it. And right now they've had a huge stage. They've been allowed, uh, if you will, the football field. Yeah. Until we take that away from them. It reminds me of the song American Pie, the marching band. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Refused to yield. Okay. Well, they yeah. did. Okay. And they got the, the nerds got the field for a little bit. Yep. And okay. Now, now the marching band refused now, hey, to yield. Football team's coming back out. You need though. to get the fuck off. How many times have you seen those movies where the football team's coming out and the marching band's still marching across the fucking tunnel entrance? And the football team goes right through the marching band. Come on. Everybody's seen the videos. They're fucking hysterical. Makes me laugh. Mm. But that's what's happened. So now that the kids, the little, little kids, I'm talking the ones that still can't remember shit, took their offices back. Can we now please let the adults back into the room? Maybe. Because this woke shit is going to divide us because you know what woke is woke really is just this new idea. Somehow we're still racially divided because they don't want to say there's still a racial division in this country. There isn't. That is the crazy part. There isn't. For instance, I'll give you a perfect example happened this morning. I, at 7.30 in the morning when I showed up at work. I was going to say 8.30 this was morning when I went to get weed. A gentleman that was sitting in front of our office. I drove in almost back. I could tell what he was there for. The back of his trailer had fucking garage doors on it. All right. I know why he's there. He's sitting on the back of his trailer. I came in fucking sideways and backwards. 
I parked in the most fucking ridiculous god awful way you've ever seen. I slammed the fucking bitch in park, closed the door, ran around the back of the building, got our fucking forklift, came back around and apologized up and down. Said, dude, how long have you been waiting here? Do you need anything? Do you need water? Do you want some coffee? Do you want, if I can make it for you, it's in the office. You've got it. I, how long have you been here? He's like, oh, only like 45 minutes. I was like, dude, because I hate wasting people's time. I personally find that the most disrespectful thing you can do to somebody. Especially because you're supposed to be to work at seven, but we all had got a late start this morning. So you didn't get there until 730. <laughs> so he would have been waiting literally 15 minutes mm -hmm. when I showed up. Mm -hmm. So I like bent over backwards. I got the forklift. I started unloading the shit off his truck. He barely did anything. He literally sat there. He helped me with a couple of things, but that was it. But okay. Why does this apply? He was black. And then after I took the last thing off his truck and helped him strap down the rest of his shit, I again apologized to him. I, because again, I hate wasting people's time. And he was just like, dude, it's not a big deal. I was just like, no, if I had known you were going to be here, I would have fucking been here right when you got here. I fucking can't stand when people do that to me. I would be pissed if it were you. And usually getting a delivery, getting a delivery at seven o'clock in the morning or six forty-five in the morning is unusual. But even still, but the guy was like really appreciative. But when somebody goes out of their way to do that, doesn't matter what fucking color they are. See, I don't give a shit. He could have been a Mexican guy. He could have been a white guy. I wouldn't have give a. I couldn't give a fuck. It had nothing to do with that. Had absolutely nothing to do with that. No, Sparky, time isn't racist. Math is racist. All Math of this racist. shit, if we just take all of their crap, and it's so funny because it's everywhere. It's not just on the left. It's on the right, too. That's it. Guess what I didn't get today? What? Didn't get a phone call today. From, oh, well, that's good. But somebody else did. Yeah, he was on the air talking about it. I was like, I wonder why I didn't get a phone call today. Because hmm. hmm. you told him off? No, I I didn't tell him off. I just felt like I had been, we were being fed a narrative, just yeah. like you said. And it's really funny if it was so important, he would have called me today. But it obviously wasn't that important. Mm -hmm. hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I was actually attached to something there. I actually wonder if I was in the right narrative circle. I actually wonder if I fucked myself there because I could have kept tapped into that and just read it and just known what was going on, never really reported it because, hmm, hmm, I might have burned myself. Oh, well, it's all good. Now, we talked about that yesterday. It is funny as hell, though, isn't it, Def? AOC and her burner account. Dude, it's bad. It is fucking bad. Apparently, and I don't know if this is true. I heard this from a friend. And uh, he's kind of questionable. But he said AOC had an OnlyFans account linked with that. 
account. You all know what OnlyFans is. So I'm not saying anything. But if somebody were to drop that off on old fucking Alex Stein's desk, I bet he would have a field day. I mean, with that fucking OnlyFans account, we wouldn't see him for a year. He was jerking off. <laughs> he would come out with that muscle like Glenn Quagmire. Yeah. His arm would be gigantic. He'd come walking up, and be like, oh, "Sorry, I found out about that internet porn. That thing called internet porn." Ugh. He put a new clip out today, and I did not download it because he's just—I couldn't. Who? Stein. Oh, Stein. Oh. Yeah. yeah. See, it he hurts got, now. He got kicked out of the. He was supposed to be interviewed by like the Dallas News or something, and. He was recording the whole thing and they didn't want him to record and they threw him out and he like, you know, made this big hubaloo and they're in their newsroom and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, what? it's just it's fucking ridiculous. But now you're just being an asshat, well, honestly. I, I thought he was for most of it, except when he went yeah. after AOC. I thought that was, that was fucking pretty funny. I mean, sometimes, you know, in the I beginning, mean, his stuff in like the yeah, school boards and stuff. or the, It was you know, funny. And that, that was but funny. But after but a now, while, it just, just got old. fucking old. It's just stupid. So... It, well, it's not stupid. I mean, it's still, it's comedy, but I, I, I don't know what level of comedy. I don't think it's that funny. Yeah. Uh, the play just posted the play, which is the play reference in American Pie about the marching man taking the field before the game was over. Yeah. To the Telegram chat, awesome. That's that's funny as shit. I just, that's what it feels like to me. I don't know if you guys see that. I don't know what you guys see compared to me. I just, some days it's just like, holy shit. I can't believe we're living in this fucking world. The hell is wrong with us? Uh, I mean, I mean, what he said about our forefathers and it being great once. Yeah, that that's, that's the poignant part of it. I agree. But what he says that, you know, hey, look, he, he reads off the statistics. We're 49th in science, 50th in math. We're 22nd in, in, in literacy. We're, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. When he goes down the stats, you really kind of sit back and go, holy shit. Yeah, we're we're not doing hot. And that's pretty old, actually. It's We've gotten worse since then, by the way. We're not doing that good. No. And yeah, you're right. It has gotten worse. And the things that he was talking about to both his co-host there, the, the female chick, when he turned over and he's he's talking about the teacher's conference, the, the, how the Democrats have latched on to the National Teacher's Conference and all that other shit, the shit that, you know, Joe is fucked up, the ATF instead of the AFT, you know, that type of shit. And that's what he was talking about in that video. He's just like, yeah, you're a bunch of idiots. What you gave, you tax us a penny. Really? He can hit you for 48 cents anytime he wants. And what he was saying was accurate. He was playing the middle of the road. And then he turned, he went after the Republican. He said, Oh, don't we'll get me started with your star spangled banner bullshit because everybody's free. And that's, that's true too. Well, they were before COVID. Now we've, we've come to see very specifically how many are not free, including us. Wait a minute. We're in that category of not being free. That's what I said, including us. Yeah. Australia, not free. Canada, not free. The UK, not free. Yeah. Austria, not free. I, I, I just, folks, you know, guys, 
The places that are free, free are places that are so broke. You can't even buy food right now. Even if you had money, you can't buy food. Yeah. There's no food. Because there's no food. I, you know, I, I don't know anymore. This that, that poses all sorts of new questions and problems. Mm-hmm. Anyway. anyway, fuck around, fuck yeah. around folder. So Chicago today, there was an active shooter by the Trump Tower. Active shooter by the Chicago Trump Tower. Okay, that voice just fucking is yeah, hysterical. Yeah, weird. I know. What the fuck is the deal with that? Oh, God, on the bridge. Oh, it's like every police officer in Chicago, including the freaking police boats, were in front of the freaking Chicago Trump Tower because of this active shooter. Those are all cop cars. Look at them. They're aligning all the way down. If you all, uh, anybody movie buff in here? Any movie buffs? None? If you remember, uh, that building was actually in a movie. Hmm. The Negotiator. Okay. That was the I think building. It was, I think it was also in um, the uh, the Transformers movie where they destroy Chicago. That possibly could Yeah, be. I think it got destroyed. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Don't, you just go straight to the next one because it's the same kind of thing. Uh, new, wrong yeah, news alerts? It, chi- really? Yep. This is, uh, again, Chicago. Or Chi-Town, huh? Yep. Active shooter in front of Trump Tower. A uh, woman went in with a rifle. Did she? Yep. So it was actually the real deal? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, she was fucking around. Hey. The trainee said arm up. So, I mean, look, they've been telling the trans community to arm up. I'm not going to tell you guys what to do, but. We're always armed up. So, wait, you don't tell us anything. I, I, I don't go anywhere unarmed. Anyway. So, yeah. I, I like the giggles, too. I don't know. They're all laughing because it's a Trump Tower. Yeah bunch of liberals up there anyways yeah that's why they're videotaping it pretty much yeah when, whatever anyway bullshit stupid liberals illegally so, yeah, so spotted was, trump someone was fucking around in chicago woman Did, with a rifle when is she trump still tower. alive no idea no that's too bad no it, idea. i mean if she is and just say save the taxpayers a lot of money yep just not even waste our time let's just fix the problem right now Thirty-eight cents. We're done. Just saying. More coming on that, though. You know how that is. The stream was great right up until the point where we started sharing videos, and now it's fucked again. I was just going to ask a real woman. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's a good question. We have no idea. Yeah, from what I understand. Could be a fake man. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Kai Reed. We are interrupting Tamron Hall to bring you some breaking news. The state attorney general has released a redacted report on child sex abuse in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. This report is 456 pages long and the product of a four-year-long investigation. We do want to highlight some of the big takeaways here for you. The first page includes a list of credibly accused abusers. There are 156 names there. Ten are redacted because, quote, 
They were not known to be deceased at the time of the report and had not previously been listed as credibly accused by the Archdiocese of Baltimore or otherwise publicly identified. That leads to the introduction and this statement, quote, what was consistent throughout was the absolute authority and power these abusive priests and church leadership held over victims, their families, and their communities. The investigation found that abusers singled out children who were devoted to the church or vulnerable because they were shy or dealt with problems at home. Abusers presented themselves as protectors and friends and, quote, groomed the victims with presence and special attention, and some threatened that the victim or victim's family would go to hell if they told anyone. Another highlight of this report is the lack of action if allegations were brought up. Many times the abuser would be transferred to another parish with no warning to parishioners of the prior abuse. Certain parishes also had multiple abusers. St. Mark Parish in Catonsville had 11 abusers from 1964 until 2004. Four parishes had six abusers and three parishes had five abusers. This report also lists two recommendations. One is to amend the statute of limitations for civil actions involving child sex abuse. Currently, Maryland is on track to pass legislation to make that happen. The second recommendation is to expand public accountability because the investigation found that abuse also came from non-clerical members. The attorney general wants the archdiocese to consider expanding its list of credibly accused. Well, before the report's release, 11 News heard from State Attorney General Anthony Brown. He called this a day of reckoning and a day of accounting. Here's a portion of what he had to say. More than 300 people contacted our office and our investigators reached out and interviewed hundreds of survivors and witnesses that led to more survivors and witnesses. Many who came forward had told their story before, and for some, it was the first time. And what we learned is that the incontrovertible history uncovered by this investigation is one of pervasive, pernicious, and persistent abuse by priests and other archdiocese personnel. Well, let's go back here and take a look at how we got here. The report was signed off for release on Tuesday after some last minute redactions. There was a possibility of it never being released because much of the information in the report was obtained through a grand jury. In November 2022, then Attorney General Brian Frosch sought the court's permission to waive that grand jury privilege. Then in February of this year, a judge ruled a redacted version of the report could be released. Those redactions included the names of victims. Well, today, you will hear from some of those victims. An expert will also discuss how any victim of sexual abuse can seek help. And 11 News anchor Jason Newton will have an exclusive interview with Archbishop William Lorry reacting to this report. Uh, right now, our team is reading over the report to bring... You know, <clears throat> let me uh, just kind of sidebar this real quick because um, let me tell you something there's sometimes I think when they do this there is an air of vigilante justice that I think in this country and in other countries as far as I'm concerned as far as the eye can see um, that 
I think has to take place. When, when you start talking about civil liability for people and remove criminal liability, now you're talking about a statute of limitations problem. You're talking about a child when it was a child was attacked by someone in the clergy. What they're saying by releasing this report is we can't touch all of these people. What I am saying is that is such a disgusting and irrefutable fact that something else must be done. 156 names and all but 10 of them are dead. I, I don't care. Notice it's my church. Notice it's Catholics. I, I don't give a shit. Well, I, I believe in upholding justice. All right. There are children that were molested by adults when they were kids. I'm sorry. You're not a person at that point. You are a fucking predator. And as far as I'm concerned, I deal with predators in one way and one way only. I put a bullet in them. Hmm. There's, you mean to tell me there's a hundred, why aren't they on trial? Why aren't they in jail? Where's the accountability? Where's the real accountability? For all we know, these guys get sent back to some other diocese across the pond and they disappear back into the system. They're never held accountable. That's they don't they get said. arrested. They just get moved around. But interesting that they're coming after the church, Catholics, Christians, and don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning what they're they're doing at all. But if they were truly interested in this vigilante justice, they'd have released Epstein's client list or they'd be clamoring for it. You'd hear it on the news every single day. Where's Epstein's client list? Where's Epstein's client list? But you don't. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is when they release these reports, you got to remember when they release these reports, it's not the news. It's not cable media. No, no I know. That's the Justice Department exactly. doing it. Almost kind of like saying, hey, look. We can't get to these guys. Like, we can't do it legally. But if it's not happening, I mean, it's a good thing. But if it happened, it wouldn't be a bad thing. But again, if the news was truly interested in justice, they'd have started that story with, we got this report about the Catholic Church from you know, so-and-so we're still waiting on Epstein's client list. No, and no disagreement. But that'll there. never happen. No disagreement there, but that would be if the news was looking for that, but the but news they're is not. they're not looking for they don't give not a from this administration. Nope. So for instance, you watch and I wonder, I, I, I can't wait to see if we even make it, see, I keep thinking we're nah, and I then I all of a sudden it gets dashed real quick. You start right? thinking about twenty twenty four. Yeah, and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, ah, fuck no. it. We're not even gonna see that. No, day. that ain't even fucking happening. Not the road, not the tracks we're traveling down and the train we're on, because the train we're on, that bitch ain't stopping for shit right no. now. You could put a fucking brick wall in front of us, we go through that and six other of them. Trust me on that one. We don't give a fuck about walls. You put walls up, we're going through them. 
is done. It's over. We win. Watch this. Two million tons of moving metal. So um, James O'Keefe was uh, in New York. He was. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm with the New York Times. You're a photographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the yeah. Times? Yeah. I think you're finally going to take this guy down with this? It's not going to be a little bit. This seems like he gets away with everything. He certainly does, man. You know, it's crazy. It certainly does. It's crazy. He gets away with everything. Whatever it takes, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes. It's a good start, but I mean, you guys are doing your part too. They said no mugshot and most likely no handcuff. Oh. I mean, fingerprints, yes, but no mugshot. Are you guys with like local TV or something? Are you a Trump supporter? No. Okay, so then yeah, I can say I'm with CNN. We appreciate the good work you guys do. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for coming. I've never seen so many journalists in my life. I know. James. <laughs> OMG went down to the New York City courthouse today for the Trump arraignment to find out what was really going on. And what we first saw were hundreds of journalists and news people everywhere. We spoke to them to find out what they really thought. As you watch us do this, note that you can easily do this at any event where journalists gather, simply by recording audio on your phone and having a friend help from afar. Where you guys I've never from? seen so many journalists before in my life. It's, uh, it's a very big story. Former president being uh, charged today, criminally charged. Are we going to get him finally? I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. They're just going to help him like all the other things help him. Do the one in Georgia. Oh. Georgia. Well, the Georgia seems like it would be better at taking it down than this. Yeah, it's more interesting down than Stormy Daniels, but I'll take this. You'll take <laughs> we'll it. take it. We'll take it. Uh, what do you mean, we'll take it? Like, it's whatever whatever reason he is in treason is You guys reporters? I'm not. No, we're cameraman. Oh, okay, cool. Who do you work for? ABC. ABC? Cool. It depends how much he keeps flipping up. You know? Whatever it takes, yeah. right? Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't, yeah. hopefully he doesn't get the nominee and really just goes really away. Awesome. That would be great. Like I would love to see that on ABC so News. gets nominee and loses again. Either one. He seems like he gets away with everything. Yeah, he'll buy his way out. Yeah, he'll buy his way out. OMG also spoke to a district attorney in the same courthouse as Alvin Bragg to find out what her thoughts were on the decision for Bragg to indict Trump. Sylvia Wertmeyer? Wertheimer. Wertheimer. <laughs> I'm in the appeals division. Oh, so you're a big time DA. You're I'm amazing. I'm not a big time. I'm a little low level so DA. If I, <laughs> I was surprised to hear that um, there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents anybody who's even convicted of a felony from running for president. Well, maybe we should change that. Yeah, we should change a lot of things. Can we change that? No. Uh, well, I'm sorry, we, do, we can't do anything in this country. We can't get rid of guns of AR 15 guns. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta do that. I mean, we, but we don't see. We see the country seems to be dysfunctional. I, I don't understand that people still think he won the election. I mean, really? it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. So, is it? Do you think that Alvin Bragg obviously is just dealing with this and trying to make sure that? No, I, I thought he thinks that the charges are are justified. Yeah, but you don't know the charges yet. No, everybody's speculating. I've never seen so many journalists in my life. I know. Yeah, we, we know, James. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Yeah, he got busted on that last one, but yeah. nah, holy shit. I love OMG. OMG. That is fucking awesome.
That is awesome. God bless James O'Keefe and his rebranding because that is OMG. Right there. Yeah, um, you can't beat that. That was a good one. Yep. That's your find out category. Moving on. The Don. We got more in the Don? We might have to go up to uh, to Atlanta when they indict Trump up there and, and oh do the God. same He's thing. He's not going to fucking get indicted there. Yeah, he is. I doubt it. We're not going to find Oh, it. it's going to be fine. They're not going to find a grand jury that's going to fucking indict him. Okay. I, I doubt it. You know where they're doing it, right? Hmm. It's in Cobb County. I know. They're not going to find a grand jury in Cobb County that agrees on that. We'll see. 64 people, you need 12 to indict. 23 people, you need 12 to indict. No, it's 64, you need 12 to indict. You need 64 people, you need 12 to indict. 64 and 12. I'm pretty sure it's 23. No. Let's look it up. 64 and 12. A grand jury. Y'all fact check us right now. Is it a federal? Uh, is that federal? Or is that state? That is different. If it's federal or state, is different. Well, it, we're talking about state, so... Because it's not federal charges. Okay, well, look it up. State is... Yeah, state might be 23, actually. Or 24. It's 23 because you have to have more more than 50%. Uh, yeah, you have to have more than 50. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so state is 23. Grand juries are comp are generally composed of 6 to 12 people, just like a trial jury. But when a federal grand jury is called, 16 to 23 people may be required to show up for jury duty. 16 to 23. It's 23. 16 to 23. No 64. Even 23 no, in was, a federal. It was 64 in a federal. I 20, swear 20, to God. I'm looking at it right here. 23 in a federal. I swear to God it was 64. 23. Because I was like, 64 people. Holy yeah. shit. You get three times, nope. three 20. 12 different juries to fucking accuse the person of. 23. Hmm. 23. Maybe it's a backup is what they're counting also is their sickly grand jury people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what they call. Might be what they call, and what they see is only twenty three. That could be a possibility too. Maybe. And all you need is twelve to indict. Maybe that would be interesting. Hmm. Either way, uh, is Cobb County where Ruby and, and her daughter Shay pulled out the suitcases? I believe that was Fulton. County. That was Fulton County. Yeah, it's in Cobb is where it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be tried. Yeah. So uh, where the grand jury is being convened. So Cobb County. In Fulton County, there's a night and day difference between Cobb County and Fulton County in voting. Cobb County generally rolls red. One of the few counties getting up there around the Atlanta district that normally goes red. And the reason for Cobb County going red is the number of peanut farmers in Cobb County. There are a butt ton of peanut farmers in Cobb County. I bet so, they could stack a grand jury, too, though, the same way. I, that's what I'm worried about. Yep. It is a kind of a concern, but I always try to give some hope and some love to what our to, home state, the, the state we live in, you know, the one we reside in. With Brian Kemp and I, I, know, I know and Chris Carr. Are you fucking kidding me right the now? The sellouts. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got Anywho, you. so last night when Trump gave his speech, which we watched, I'm sorry. And it shut down Rumble, by the way, it did. just so you're all aware. It's like overwhelmed it's it like down Rumble. fucked them up. I, I think they got hacked personally because I was watching some weird shit on our side. Your Rumble, you guys got fucked last night in the chat because your chat it froze. So it stopped and just froze. Yeah. Sparky, you were like the last one to comment and you, you commented like two hours before that and I was just like, is Rumble even commenting? She's like, no, I've got it live on the fucking, yeah. on my phone. And I'm like, 
this is what I've got in the screen. She's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And my numbers kept going. At one point, we had 940 some odd people in Rumble watching. And uh, it went from one to 940. And then, right, and then right back, back down, down to one. And I watched it count all it the way. I was weird. like, what the fuck is going on? But anyway, while Trump was speaking, um, Rachel Madcow uh, reacted. They, <laughs> they started to play it on MSNBC and and she get taken down. She wasn't having any of it. I heard she got taken down. I, I, fucking knows. That's what they said. They said they cut her off. That was, but who knows? Who knows? She's got like, you can see she's angry. Oh, she's, she's always angry. She's she's pissed is making remarks tonight um, from his home in Florida. As far as we can tell, and what we were prepared for here is that this is basically a campaign speech in which he is repeating his same lies and allegations against his perceived enemies. It is just getting started. Um, so far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy, and there's a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. So uh, our deal with you is that we will monitor these remarks. If he does say anything newsworthy, we will turn them around and report on that right away. But uh, for now, just know that it's happening and we're not taking it. Okay, Mad Cow, we get it. We get it. You don't want to listen to what Trump has to say? Fine. Fine. Don't worry. Fine. Everyone wants to rumble. Don't worry. Hey, it. guess what? Um, Mad Cow, don't worry about it because you're so fucking stupid and your organization is so stupid. You don't think anybody else is going to broadcast. You sent all your listeners our way. That's fine. I don't mm -hmm. give a shit. It's all good. Fuck you. Fuck around and find out. That. That's your find out. Guess what? You got you brought us a whole bunch of new liberals to red pill now because they might tune in and say, hey, what are these guys talking about? Mm. Hmm. Mm. Oh, you mean we're being lied? We're we're being lied to every day. Wait a minute. That is, do you not know? If you guys get a chance, um, I, I, I dare you. And Lindsay, I know you're one of the few that work in a very liberal environment because you've told me about your work environment before. Well, she's in Austin, so yes, have that. Um, you're you're going to have that. I'm not, all I'm saying is I would find that a very hard environment to work in. But one of the things I would find enjoyable, and it's one of the things my buddy does too. He's a good a good friend of mine. He works in uh, works for the VA, and uh, works in a very liberal environment. But one of the things he likes to do because he's he's a good Christian guy. He's you know he's a Catholic just like me. He goes into work every day and he finds somebody to red pill, and now he has fun with it because now he makes bets about who he can red pill before the end of the day. Mm. So far, he's got three quarters of his office listening to us and they've Welcome. all taken the red pill and they've all realized they've been lied to Every day. forever in a day now. Your entire life. And they're also listening to somebody who has been through their system, by the way, and your system really fucking sucks, by the way. You really got to fix the VA. Just saying. I don't know how you guys do it internally. You got to fucking fix the VA. You mm -hmm. got to put weed on the schedule. It has got to be part of it. You need to start that. You also need to start looking into microdose dosing mushrooms for veterans. It is extremely important. It has led to feeling in a limb I couldn't feel. And I know you guys aren't doctors. I know you're just, you know, statisticians and all the other people that push all the papers. Good. Tell your bosses that they need to start looking into this shit. Stop with the opiates. Stop giving fucking soldiers poison. There's no reason to kill them. It'll never happen. Stop with the vaccines, too, because that's fucking ridiculous, too. I'll show you how Follow that's bullshit, money. too. Follow the money. So just saying. But do that. If you work in an environment 
take pride in red pilling people. Take pride in that. Go and red pill them. Red pill the shit out of them. Tell them, hey, did you see this? I, I would, uh, in a way, I kind of, I'm kind of jealous because I can't sit in an environment and do that without bashing someone's skull in. And in another way, I'm glad I don't have to be a part of that. So you should take pride in the ability that you can do that and that you can have those conversations across the border because you're the one, you're the person that makes the difference. It's not me and Liana. We're too vocal. We're too out there. She can talk to anybody mm-hmm. until she finds out you're retarded. When she finds that out, you're done. I don't, I don't deal well with um, people, but me and Liana are way too in your face. We're too bull in a China shop. Fucking we're going to kick everything in the way. Absolutely. But you guys listen to us. They will listen to you if you work in that environment. So honestly, it's not about me. It's not about her. It's really about you. So when you look at this movement, we talk about red pilling people. We're not talking about us. We don't red pill. All we do is provide you an area for them to come to Mm -hmm. when it's time for them to open their mind to the rest of the world. That's it. That's what we do. You guys are the ones that actually engage with them. And we just give you the information to do that and the ability to have that argument to say, "Ah, actually, that's not true. You're a bit of a fucking idiot. That, those are the types of stuff I, I hope all of you take from this and use it to your advantage, especially you, Linz, because I know where you work. You told me about it. But you can, if you bring it to them and you engage them in that social con, you know, not necessarily it's banter, yes, but it's banter that makes you think. If you can engage them like that, then you you might red pill a lot more people than you think. And especially if you can get them to come here, holy shit, we'll just take it the rest of the way over. It'll be done after that. That's it. And QE boy, I know you do. Yeah. Um, and yes, QE boy, I am really waiting for, I can't wait for the Masters. I get giddy around this time of year. I love the Masters. The Masters, I sit there and watch it all day long. Ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's fucking like the hardest test in golf. And it's right here in Georgia. It's right up the, the road two hours away. Well, four hours, depending on traffic. Shush. Woman, you would. Mm-hmm. If I took you there, trust me, you'd never say that again. You'd be like, okay, now I understand. Mm. Yeah. Promise. Hey, I'm just looking at Twitter. Donald Trump Jr. just tweeted a picture of the judge's daughter saying she worked for the Biden-Harris campaign seems to be relevant. Oh my God. It is not relevant. It is not relevant. She's an individual adult. But this is what I was about to say. This is the game they play. It's not a game. It's not a game. This is how they. Oh, this, by the way, is true. Uh, she does. She did. And she still does. So actually, it's completely relevant. But But it's not relevant. No, it, it's completely relevant. But John King says it's not relevant. I got you, but it's completely relevant. I know. Just saying. Play. Right. They try to intimidate, they attack, and they put at risk attack. 
people who should not be dragged into this process. If Donald Donald Trump is presumed innocent, if he can beat these charges, good for him. If the Donald judge's Trump daughter has nothing innocent. to do with this, but this is what they do. This is how he they have so taken this country off the rails and outside and the norms. And there's a reason why they took if, the, uh, the prosecutor's roles, pictures. So if the, hold on. If the roles were reversed, if say if Hunter was being indicted right now, okay, and the judge's daughter worked for the Trump campaign, then it would be entirely relevant, wouldn't it? I would think. I would think so too. So just saying. Really quick. The reason for tonight's episode, the name, Last Bastion of Freedom, okay, because, you know, the memo went out the other day for the liberals, and I'm going to get somber and serious with y'all now because- Just don't do the creepy whisper thing. They had to do that the other day. And if you go, uh, Tom Elliott over on Grebian, he has- a fucking excellent montage, three minutes long of all of the head, you know, talking pieces yesterday saying how it was a somber day because they had to be somber because the narrative went out. They got the narrative call. It was POTUS or it was uh, Politico. Politico sent it out first thing in the morning. Yep. We have to be somber about this. This is a somber state of affairs in our country. Seriously. Somber. Hold somber. On, let me stick it in my pipe and smoke it. Tell me what it is. And they went on this kick with this, how it's so somber. So somber. And that's so somber. Because it was sad that a president was, a former president was being indicted. Oh, dude, they were however, 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 it shows that our legal system is working exactly the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. It's not a good thing, but it, it, it is. It's a good thing that it's happening. Yeah. But, so get this. So while mm, this me. is going on, right, and this somber, somber, and it, it, it's serious, I'm dead serious, uh, Tom Elliott on Gravian put it out, over there you can go check it out it's three minutes and all they're saying is how somber and it's three minutes of all the talking heads yesterday saying how somber of a day it was and holy shit why was it a somber day why well i got the indictment mm -hmm. i read the indictment mm -hmm. as a former law enforcement professional I'm going to go ahead and explain the indictment to you. Unprofessional, but yes, okay. I have absolutely no fucking idea what crime Donald Trump is being convicted or being accused of other than a misdemeanor. It's not in the indictment? No. Oh. No. Normally, in the, normally that's something you do. When you indict somebody, I mean, you normally kinda, have a crime stands to reason. You kind of have to put in the indictment what the reason for the indictment is. No, understand there is a crime. Normally, you don't go in front of a grand jury for a misdemeanor. OK, so I know that's not the crime they're indicting him for. That's just a facet of the crime. I get that. I understand that. But I looked for an actual felony about a felony. 
and I, I couldn't find it in the law books. I, I, I'm serious. I looked. I, I, and I'm sorry. Let's cut through the bullshit. They use Stormy Daniels' real name in the indictment. It's right there on the first fucking page. Three paragraphs down, it's right there. It is fucking highlighted, for Christ's sake. Let's get off of the whole, well, they didn't use her name, so it's not a real true bill of indictment. No, they used her real name, and then they said, further, further from here out, referred to as Stormy Daniels. At that point, they can use her surname throughout the rest of the document. That is, there's nothing wrong with that. That is completely legit. It's legal. This is a true bill of indictment. The problem with the true bill of indictment is this. And this is where my problem is. It is a true bill. I mean, this went through the court. Mm -hmm. This went through the fucking court. Uh huh. A judge said, yes, this is good. Well, Does well. everybody else see the problem with this? Our whole system's been played out. This has gone from the lowest part to the highest part. And guess what they found? They said there's a crime. I, there's no crime. I don't know why you're so shocked. There's no crime. We we know no, it's no, no, corrupt no. from the, the ground up. No, I know. I know we know. I know we know. But there's no crime. There, there never was. No, 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 no. No, listen to what they're saying. Everybody... No, there's crimes. There was a lady today questioned in front of Trump Tower. Mm -hmm. Okay. She was questioned by a citizen journalist who's, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, doing what Liana's been talking about, trying to get over on OMG. Yeah. He went up to this lady today. I heard the whole conversation. It's fucking amazing. She's a lawyer, by mind you. Okay. She's a fucking lawyer protesting mm -hmm. Trump. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why are you protesting? Well, for all of the crimes he committed. Okay, okay, that's news to me. What crimes? Well, obviously this one. Well, which one? Did you see the indictment? Well, yeah. What do you do again? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Well, what crime did he commit? Here's the indictment. She went through the indictment page for page. Well, 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 mind you, let Go ahead, guess what school she went to for law. Columbia. Just guess. No, fuck no. Yeah. No. Where? Harvard. Oh, okay. Of course. She's Harvard educated. Of mm -hmm. course she has to be. Because mm -hmm. they're the smartest. I mean, it could be Stanford too. Well, well, um, this is her the whole time while she's reading the indictment. Well, this, and all the way through all 34, she's like, yeah, you're right. There's not really a crime there. So why are you protesting? Why are you protesting? Well, then she started covering her face off. Well, you're just a fucking ingen ingenuous person. I don't like you. She he tried to assault. Then she tried getting the cops on him. Because she got embarrassed by the citizen journalist. That all of you can do it. All you gotta do is go out there with the facts. That's it. We give you the facts. We tell you the facts right here every night. I know. Don't trust us. Question everything. Yes. Do that. Mm -hmm. Do your own homework, but go out there with the facts. Just question them. You don't even have to be aggressive. You can be that passive aggressive bullshit faggot shit that I hate personally, but you can do it. And man, you guys can score way more than we could ever do.
I would chew somebody up and spit them out. You guys, on the other hand, you guys can play that role like a fucking superhero. Mm. And all you got to do is record it. That's it. Audio is easy. It's on your cell phone or in your earbud. If you put your earbud in properly, you get a fucking Apple earbud. You can do a lot with that little fucking earbud. That earbud's scary, actually. When you program it, it's scary because you can program it to record. I have. I've used it. I use it on appointments, especially if I'm going to a, what would you say, a questionable call? I would be like, I better turn on my recorder just in case because I also probably am packing heat because I'm also walking into that one going, yeah, I know what I'm walking into here. I'm not stupid. Blonde. Born on a Saturday, but I ain't fucking, wasn't last Saturday and I ain't stupid. Okay, quick bit of housekeeping before we move on to the next clip here. Cuey uh, Boy gets a thunder kicks. He quit drinking two weeks ago and he saved enough money for a, a month's worth of Jaekwondo. $9,999.99? That is fucking outstanding, absolutely. bro. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> And uh, Miss Liana from earlier, because we couldn't get it to you. Here yeah, you go, madam. There you go. Thunder, 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 thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Oh. <laughs> and Q, your comments only show up twice to you, not to us. It does it to me sometimes, too, when I'm on the chat. I don't know why. It's really, I don't know. Uh, fucking dude, Rumble's, Rumble's been retarded. acting so retarded lately. Bro, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I think they got too big for their bit britches. I, I'm serious. I I'm wondering they got too about big that. For their programming. Yeah. I, I've been wondering about that for a hot minute because they didn't have like the top of the line guys. Like there's a lot of people I know that said that the guys that they hired weren't considered, you know, El Numero Uno in the field. So what do you know? Mm. All right. Play the next clip. Well, she does get one just because she's Liana and she can play it whenever she wants. But I, I know that, but I like to give Liana Thundercake. She says great shit in her chat all the time. I know you guys over on Rumble can't see it anymore, but you used to be able to. I tried to do all that shit, but well, OBS being a bitch. Now that is fucking OBS. Cocksucker. So when did you decide to become a fat piece of shit? That's a great question. Maurice. I always felt like I was a fat piece of shit, but I would say I officially became a fat piece of shit when I decided to go after Donald Trump. Is George Soros your sugar daddy? Yes, George Soros is definitely my sugar daddy. Well, I guess that's it. But, uh, is there anything more you would like to add? Sure, Morris. Fuck Joe Biden. I'm a fat piece of shit. And Donald Trump is the greatest president ever. <laughs> Shit, that's fucking hysterical. Oh my God. That was awesome because it just completely caught me off guard. I just got fucking jaw jacked on that one. Wow. That was fucking good, babe. Well done, madame. Love you, babe. Thank you for keeping the humor. Holy shit. Gotta that was it. funny. Gotta do it. Wow. That was a good one. Oh, that was compliments <sighs> of Lindsay, actually. Lindsay. Thank you, madame. Um, did we get a new camera? No, we did shut off the computer for like four hours today and everything, the computer, the camera, everything. It seems there to was, there was one in Joe this way. No, Joe there wasn't. Was no, there no, one? There wasn't nothing. I could have sworn there was one. Nothing. Okay, never Tempe. mind then. Get the fuck out of here. There's one well, in never mind then. I thought I'd put one in there. Maybe not. Hmm. No. Get ready though. Here comes here comes the bullshit. KJP. Because you know it's about to get serious. In her little press hey, conference. We're today. gonna start. 
playing these. Uh, these I'm going to do back to back just yeah, so yeah, just we around. don't kill an hour talking in between these because we, we have, could spend we have, six hours seven minutes on this shit tribute, so. uh, that she wants to talk about anyway. So okay. give us one minute and whoop. Does the president have a position on at what age these kinds of therapies and surgeries are appropriate? That's something for uh, a child and, and their parents to decide. It's not something we believe uh, should be decided by uh, by legislators. Wow. Uh, uh, a child and her parents. A child and their parents should decide if they should have their genitals mutilated. That, that shouldn't be legislated. Uh, but of course, the president uh, is a president that follows the law <laughs> and uh, does uh, does does uh, these types of things in the appropriate fashion, appropriate way. Uh, oh, okay. he does. Is that so? Yeah. Because so far, all we've the seen is, is law. him handling his money has been, well, how much mm -hmm. money can I get paid from fucking China today? Mm -hmm. That's what I see. I mean, that's what I'm looking for every day in the news. Former Vice President Pence said that if the shooter who killed six people uh, in that Christian school in Tennessee was motivated, motivated by a hatred towards Christians, that the crime should be categorized as a hate crime. I'm wondering what the president thinks of that kind of designation. It's not for us to decide. No, it completely is. And yes, it should be categorized as a hate crime because yes, it was a hate I, crime. I, I, you have categorized everything else as a hate crime, but no, not shit. that. But not that. Oh, we're not gonna. We're not. But not, we're not that. We're one. not gonna. No. Not that one. No, we're not gonna do that one. Don't worry about it. I would refer you to the ODNI if you have specific questions on their reporting. What I can tell you from here, and what we have said many times, is that we knew the flight path of the balloon before it crossed the United States. We took precautions in advance to ensure that it didn't get sensitive information. And when it when it when it comes to technology like this balloon, it has limited additive value compared to other means of intelligent collection. And we have said that. And the, and the bottom line is, this is the, the administration that identified the problem and took action. No, you didn't identify the problem. You let the problem float across our country, collected information on oh. our country and on our military. And it also collected, it probably collected a lot of information from a lot of unsecure routers that you probably left open because as I'm finding out more and more information about different things, I'm finding out that the United States leaves a lot of shit open on purpose. And uh, wait, but we knew really the flight sure path of the balloon oh, yeah, we did. got here. Yeah. Oh yeah, we knew. Uh -huh. Oh, well, she she admitted like, that. She just said that yeah, the controlled that. flight path that was uh, yeah. designated by the Chinese by the Chinese. Okay, just, to the Americans. Just, just checking. Just okay. let you know. Eat a bag of dicks. Would we have Cisco? Shut it, would we have shut it, dude? Down did earlier? you really have to post that, bro? If it went off of, I love stuff? that. That is my favorite flight flight plan. I mean, you did, can't. Plan. Did they file it with the FAA? No, I doubt it. I'm just saying. You know that didn't happen. Stop. Uh, but look, the president, we have talked about how uh, the economy, uh, uh, the president's policy when it relates to the economy is working. It's working. It's, it's working. working because it's working to destroy it's, us all. It's driving every one of us into fucking bankruptcy. Absolutely. That's how it's working. Yep. So, yeah, it's working. It's working on breaking everybody. That's what it's working. Oh, and it's also working because it's going to destroy our economy in less than a couple months. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Twitter labeled National Public Radio as uh, a government-influenced uh, entity. Uh, putting NPR 
the same category as uh, Russia Today or Chinese media. Do you have a comment? Yeah, so social media companies make their own independent decisions about content rules, so I won't comment on Twitter's rules, but what I will say uh, more broadly, I'll say uh, there's no doubt of the independence of NPR's journalists. And uh, has been, if you've ever been on the receiving end of their, of their questions, that you know this. You know that they have their independence what in journalism. Fuck, NPR journalists work digitally uh, to hold public officials accountable and inform the American people. The hard-hitting independence nature of their coverage speaks, uh, speaks for itself. And so it speaks for itself. Oh the hard-hitting hard independence. Oh, my God. So, um, literally. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that, you can't even make up. You so, can't even make it up. Twitter. Twitter labeled NPR, in case you couldn't understand his accent, as state-run media. <laughs> and, and someone like hit it on, on Elon, and Elon said, yeah, that sounds about right. Dude, all right, so get this. This is what's going on right now, just in case y'all can't see it. And I, I want to make sure that y'all can y'all can hear this. Oh, hold on, fucking A, Jesus Christ, that screwed up. Anyway, this is what's going on. This is so funny right now. They're being called on their bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are straight up being called on their bullshit. Yeah. That is what's going on here. There's nothing else, nothing special. It's hysterical. But it's funny because they have no answer for it. Every time they turn around, oh, well, it's, uh, we're being called state run. That's because you are state run media. Trying to say you're communist. Yep. Yeah. You're fascist. You're, you will take out anybody else, uh, in, any insulting opinion, you, you just won't listen to it. Absolutely. All right. There's no free On press. to the next one, because we have two minutes, one minute until our tribute. No free, no free speech, no free press. You get clarification at some point in the process of that, of exactly how this is paid for. There have been questions in the past about when he travels with family or when people are staying here about how that is handled. Yeah, um, and we're not doing it any differently than other families who have uh, have uh, been uh, in the White House, who have held this uh, held office, uh, and uh, and so you know we'll share more when we have more to share on who's going to be traveling with him. I don't have that information, so don't want to get ahead uh, of that. Uh, but of course, the president uh, is the president that follows the law <laughs> and uh, does uh, does does uh, these types of things in the appropriate fashion. He does what? Way. Yeah, uh, he, so, he follows the so law. Biden's taking the whole family to, to Ireland for vacation, and we're paying for it. Okay, folks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit and sip my okay. tea. I'll sit in the corner and color. It's okay. Only for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And then you're not going to be able to stop what you let out of the box. Yep. Because once that cat's gone, <laughs> good luck putting it back in the box. As as he was last week when uh, when the announcement was made uh, of the uh, of uh, of, a, of an indictment, uh, he was of course uh, briefed by by the his senior members of his staff. Uh, just like as we we all found out, you all learned uh, through uh, through uh, reports, uh, the media reporting, and that's all I have. I don't have anything more to share. Yeah, on that. yeah that's, that's how Biden learned about the indictment. I'm sure on on the news, NPR, okay, NPR. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And not only that. What Biden didn't hear is that, oh, by the way, this is going to fall flat on its face and it's not even going to make it in a courtroom. OK, the biggest point that it's not going to make it in a courtroom is probably this one here that happened today, which is Stormy Daniels just confirmed to pay Trump over one hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars in legal fees on top of the hundred or the five hundred thousand dollars. Yes. 
anyway. Um, and that was ordered through the judge. Therefore, the whole thing that brought this to litigation, there's no longer a crime. Yeah. All right. Time for a tribute. God damn. Why are you so quick to jump on this tonight? You are normally the one to go, oh, well, you can go for another minute. Nope. Not tonight, huh? Nope. Well, get it ready. Spark it up. You know what to do. Thank you, Mark. Mark Jason Walker is the one who provided us with this one tonight. You can't get it right. That was perfect. It was almost perfect. You didn't put up to the mic. It was perfect. We couldn't hear it. It was perfect. See that? That was perfect. You gotta play it like an instrument, babe. Gotta make love to it. So there was a um, there was an April Fool's joke that was played on the world, or maybe on the Q Q tards. Um, what was that post? like 874 or something about Obama claiming his Kenyan residency before this was all done or something. Anyway, Future Africa put out a story that Obama was going to be moving to Kenya in June as some kind of ambassador or something, goodwill ambassador or some shit. It's been passed all over. It's a joke. It's an April Fool's Day joke, people. So, hey, look, look at this. They gave April Fool's Day to trannies. Did you really think that Obama would leave in the middle of his third term? No shit. Not only that, they gave April Fool's Day to trannies. Just saying. I mean, that is the biggest joke around. <laughs> There's only two sexes. Male and female, sorry. You believe differently. You don't belong here because we don't believe that way. Uh, who knows, Sparky? Maybe Stormy Daniels can give uh, Don Jr. a couple blowjobs to pay off his debt. I don't know if she's still in the business, but I mean, she's, she's a little go, old. She's going to have to go back to it. That's what he said. Her new name is going to be Stormy Granules. <laughs> granules. Granules of dust. <laughs> oh, shit. Good one. I like that one. Don't do it. Don't do it. Send me back on the wall pack. I'm sure there's many genders, but I don't see any other genders. I just see two sexes. That's it. So I only think there's two genders. That's anyway. just my take. Yeah. Anywho. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. Next topic is we already did this. Uh, back to congressional chit chat. That's uh, been building up for a week. 
Not really. It's well, not too bad. All right. For two two days. We two got days. through a lot of it last night, actually. Oh, we only got through one last night, but okay. We got through two or three last night, actually. Mm, we got through a I lot. I thought we just did the first one. No, we did three last night. When Before Larry came on. No, we did three because we did one after in between Larry and Trump. Mm, okay. We did the third one in between Larry and Trump. Was it this one? Uh, no. Okay, good. I don't remember seeing this nerd. <sighs> Sorry. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you to our witnesses for appearing before us here today. I've heard your last name pronounced a couple of different ways today. How, do, how was it properly pronounced? Seligman. Thank you very much. Seligman? Seligman. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Did we play this one last night? No. No? Okay. All right. Never mind that. I, I don't remember. I, okay. I think we saw. Okay. No, no because. I've, I've watched it, but I can't remember if we played it or not, but go ahead and play it. Do you guys remember seeing this? Whatever. Play it again. No, no, because I remember the Ashley Babbitt t-shirt in the background. That's why I'm asking. Do you guys remember seeing this? Do you guys remember hearing this interview? I think we may have played this actually. But it was what if it, if you did, it was when I was out feeding the dogs. So yeah, I think I think we did play That's why. this. So this was played last night. I'm pretty sure. I'm most positive. Okay, she goes off on him. About yes, a, yes, all right. yeah. We saw yeah. this last night. Yeah, all right, I know we did now. Okay, so then I was trying to remember if we did or not. I apologize. Yeah, again, I know I, we played a, uh, some of these. I know we did. Because I was feeding the dogs. Yes. This dork too? I don't remember this. He's got airborne wings. I would have remembered him. Okay. Well, then let's, let's check this guy out. Let's see what he has to say. Because he's got airborne wings. I would have remembered this one. Uh, the uh, the the governor's order uh, for universal ballots. No, Congressman. Okay, well, uh, it uh, oddly enough, I was the plaintiff. So, uh, and oddly enough, the governor then went to the legislature and got uh, the uh, the authority to have universal ballots, and then the the case was dismissed. Uh, isn't part of free speech or the First Amendment uh, the right to of redress? That is correct, to petition the government, exactly. And petitioning the government has been widely considered to be including to make cases before the federal court when you believe that the Constitution is being violated or your free speech is being violated or due process is being violated. Those are all consistent with what we would broadly say is the First Amendment. Correct. And for the record, uh, the First Amendment, incredibly short, and if we read it in its purest sense, you would say that Congress shall make no laws respecting. And, and that because it only says Congress, uh, that it doesn't apply to anyone else. Has the, have our courts, including our Supreme Court, under 200 plus years, have they ever considered it that narrow? No, Congressman. So isn't it true that they basically consider censorship of free speech very broadly to include intimidation by uh, federal, state, or local government authorities. Isn't that right? Yes, intimidation and retaliation, among many other things. So what was earlier called suggestion by the federal government, the, the vast power of the federal government, which could even include the IRS, one might think in this case, that kind of suggestion has historically been viewed as intimidation consistent with this relatively short uh, statement about 
our right of free speech. That's exactly right. There's overwhelming evidence in our case that contradicts the notion that these were mere suggestions from federal officials. It's completely factually baseless to state that. So you earlier testified that that uh, the vast majority of this was one-sided and uh, came from government officials who wanted to take down things which disagreed with the government in place at that time, which happened to be the government of Joe Biden, correct? Correct. So what we really have here is the a uh, something similar to uh, historically Nixon v. the IRS, if you remember th- that era, and that's not the actual case name. But what you have is the power of the executive branch being used to reduce the opposition or the redress or the free speech or the communication of people who might disagree with what was being put out by the executive branch, which happened to be a Democrat president. That's exactly right. We see not just interference with free speech, but interference with the attempts to organize for political advocacy. Now, opinion or are these indisputable facts based on the literally millions of events? Yeah, the oh, the evidence is overwhelming, and we've submitted extensive evidence to the to the subcommittee. So, what we're dealing with here is tangible evidence that the other side of the aisle seems to want to talk around about the changing of what would have been public opinion if public opinion were freely allowed to occur without intervention by the federal government and candidly agents on behalf of them, including private entities that were paid to be part of this program. That's correct. And you, you do see a concerted effort to change the subject. So uh, I, I would like to use the remainder of my time to give you an opportunity to uh, speak to some of the personal attacks that were just made on you, if I, if I could. Very briefly, I would note that all the questions that came from the other side there were misleading in the way they were characterized. They mislead my involvement. There's no suggestion that anything I did was before the 2020 election was inappropriate or involved in misuse of state resources. I categorically deny that. It is false. That is misinformation. However, I recognize the member's right to say misinformation because you know what? That's protected by the First Amendment, contrary to what Mr. Seligman is suggesting in his testimony. Well, I very much appreciate it. And hopefully we will return to the debate that allows both sides to speak without having personal attacks on their character. And I yield back. Gentleman, time expired. The gentleman from Virginia. Truth Mr. hurts. Mr. Truth hurts. The gentleman from Virginia, Mr. Connolly's recognized for five minutes. Thank you. Look twice. I know I've been through a lot of hearings, seen a lot. Of- Holy shit. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, go ahead and play that first clip again, because I think, um, maybe we didn't, maybe we we, didn't, or, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't see it. Um, either way we were, I I was just trying to be, um, I thought that was something we played last night. Well, um, you know, we, we love cats. So go ahead and play it again. Yes. Uh, that was the Missouri AG and yes, uh, he has been attacked for what he's trying to do in Missouri. Um, if you're not paying attention to Missouri, you need need to. You got an AG who's actually looking into the fraud. And he has been attacked unmercilessly since he started doing it, since he started requesting records from the federal government. Mark Jason Walker, I feel bad for you, Brad. 
I, everybody has those days. I had my, I had my day the other day. I couldn't listen. Trust me. I know exactly what you're going through, bro. I hate when I get stuck with somebody else and I got to actually listen to another human being talk to me for eight hours a day. Sucks. Well, not really. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's his, not so bad. His voice was a little gravelly there. RFK Jr.'s voice is much well, worse no. though. If you watch that whole hearing, um, which I did watch about 40 minutes of it, uh, he fights 80% of that hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but liberals attacking him. He's trying to scream over him. He Yikes. loses his voice halfway through that hearing. And when he finally gets to him, it's towards the end. Gotcha. And, you know, it's Republican controlled in the House. Yes. But there's still Democrats in there. Yeah. You still got Democrats yeah. in there. We didn't eliminate all of them because we're still dealing with these fuck sticks. Okay. Either way, back to Nerdy Boy. Miss mm, Cat. Yeah. Cat McCormick. McCormick, whatever it is. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you to our witnesses for appearing before us here today. I've heard your last name pronounced a couple of different ways today. How do, how was it properly pronounced? Seligman. Thank you very much. Seligman? Seligman. Okay, thank you, Mr. Seligman. You stated you are an expert in constitutional law, correct? Yes. Okay. Excellent. In your testimony, your written testimony, which was provided to us late last night, uh, it says that, quote, and this is your writing, no government official ever threatened any social media platform with adverse action if a platform declined to moderate content flagged by the official or if a platform decided not to take an official's suggestions. Do you stand by your testimony? Yes. Okay. Now, a few minutes ago, just prior, you said that members of the legislative branch don't qualify for this particular statement, despite the fact that you said no government official ever. Does a representative in Congress constitute a government official? Well, let me clarify uh, my do. testimony uh, from earlier. I don't think that legislative proposals that were brought by Republicans or Democrats constitute uh, threats against social media platforms. Uh, that's true whether with respect to Section 230 reform. It's sure. true with respect to antitrust enforcement. So that would then lead us to the natural inclination to believe that you're talking about the executive branch, correct? Uh, uh, being government officials. So government officials like the deputy assistant to the president and director of digital strategy like Robert Flattery or the White House senior advisor like Andrew Slavitt or the NSC staffer Katie Colas or the deputy assistant to the president or the White House digital director or the press secretary for the first lady or the NSC director for counterterrorism, the chief of staff for the Office of Digital Strategy, the director of strategic communication and engagement, the White House associate counsel, associate director for communications, the deputy director of digital strategy and the strategic director of digital communications. Those are government officials, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, and what's so interesting is that all of these members of the executive branch, all of them, have communications, thousands of emails between them and Twitter and Meta officials where they demand that posts be taken down and censored. I'll give you a couple of, of examples, and then we'll see if you, you still feel so strongly about your words. January 23rd, three days after the inauguration, at 1.04 a.m., Clark Humphrey of the White House emails Twitter and says, we're flagging this post for you. Hey folks, wanted to flag this tweet, wondering if we can get moving on the process to have it taken down, dot, 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 ASAP. Then 
On February 7th, an email exchange took place between Twitter and White House Deputy Assistant to the President and Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flattery, and asked for the steps that he could take to, quote, streamline the process for the White House's demands for Twitter censorship. Then two days later, on February 9th, 2021, he follows up again with Facebook with a more aggressive demand for more information, along with an accusation that would be repeated many times in the future, that Facebook was failing to censor speech, uh, to censor speech on its platform, and it was causing, quote, political violence. Fast forward, you have March 15th, White House senior advisor then made an ominous statement threatening unspecified executive action against Facebook in retaliation for Facebook's perceived lack of cooperation with the White House's list of demands that have been documented and will be inserted into the record for this hearing on censorship of, quote, borderline content. The line that I think is particularly troubling is saying, Internally, we have been considering our options on what to do about it. Do you consider that to be non-threatening? I'm not familiar with the particular documents that you're referring to. I just um, read you multiple examples. Yes, and so I don't think that emphatic expressions of the concern, their concerns about the problem of misinformation is a threat. I don't. So when President Biden says that social media companies are killing people and then there is a direct line from the White House to the social media companies demanding posts be removed, going so far as to say there has to be a quick and devastating takedown, a published takedown, that is not a threat? I don't believe so. Wow. I also don't believe it wow. was a threat when President I, Trump I am, comments about uh, I am social media. I'm so glad media we have this on the record. Um, again, my apologies to you, sir, for what you've had to endure here today. But with that, I yield back. Thank you. The gentlelady's time's expired. Uh, <laughs> Sparky, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I like how the blue of her eyes makes her whale body look beautiful. <laughs> I can't believe you read that out loud. Uh, I have to. That's no, that's killing hysterical. me. No, that's terrible. Holy Don't shit. Don't do that. Oh, my God. But she said the right things, though. But it was hysterical, though, when I read that. I was like, holy shit. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> Even Leo's laughing at it. Come on. Fuck. She's very pretty. <laughs> I'm sure it's somebody's eye. <laughs> Let me pluralize that. <laughs> hey, I used to be about her size and you loved me then. You didn't fuck me much, but you loved me. <laughs> you were never about that size. I was Hun. a size 14. I weighed 190 pounds. She's like a size 32. All right. That's not a 14, babe. That's a 32. She's got cankles. I done seen those. I'm dead serious. It's terrible. She is beautiful. <laughs> and a glass of my beer. Yes. <laughs> You've jumped on plenty of grenades. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> You just said what I said was uncalled for. What you just said was uncalled for, sweetheart. 
I just um, envisioned your, <laughs> envision your ex-wife who was um, a citizen of Watertown. She was after I left uh, for a very good reason. Speakers announced policy of January 9, 2023. The chair recognizes gentleman from Texas, Mr. Roy, for 30 minutes. I thank the gentlelady. I thank the speaker. Uh, I thank my friend from Wisconsin uh, for holding the floor down here uh, with... I'm quite confident riveting uh, expositions uh, on uh, any number of great things because my friend from Wisconsin is a great American. Um, you know, I would uh, say that I think it's really important, and I, I do appreciate the gentleman, uh, that we recognize the situation that this country currently faces with respect to our border crisis. It is so beyond understanding that the so-called greatest country in the history of the world could allow an environment in which as we speak here on the floor, a little girl is getting sold into the sex trafficking trade in Houston or San Antonio in a stash house. Or as happened last summer, 53 migrants died in a tractor trailer cooked in the Texas summer heat. Or 40 migrants who burned up in Juarez just this past week. All, almost a direct consequence of the chosen policies of this administration. That's the simple truth. We have a free will as the greatest country in the history of the world, the strongest country in the history of the world. And we have to use that free will and make choices. Are we going to be a sovereign nation that secures its borders, ensures safe passage and avenues for people around the world to come to this country? Or are we going to allow cartels to maintain operational control of our border? Are we gonna allow cartels to use human beings as profit centers, no matter what it means for them and their well-being? Are we going to allow China to exploit our borders and run fentanyl into our communities and kill Americans? Or are we going to do our job and secure the border of the United States? That's the question before us as members of the House of Representatives. And my message to my colleagues on this side of the aisle is when you campaign on securing the border and you're given control of the House of Representatives, you have an obligation to actually secure the border. And to my colleagues who run around using rhetoric about what is or is not Christian-like, I will say it is inherently unchristian to allow migrants to die and call that compassion. It is inherently unchristian to allow Americans to die from fentanyl poisoning and say that it is unchristian to say that we should secure the border. Now, I'm, I'm going to pause this real quick. And there's a reason I'm going to pause it. It makes a lot of sense. Just give me one second. There's a lot of people that ask this. And I understand there's a lot of Americans who don't have the money or the funds or whatever or the time to travel to Washington, D.C. to figure out why this is. Every time that we see these guys on the floor, right? You're looking at them and they keep looking up. Why do they look up? 
This is the craziest technology in the world, folks. I don't know who developed this. It is the weirdest shit in the world. I've been on the floor. This is the weirdest fucking thing in the world. There is a TV screen up there. And they look up when a specific, the one that's on them right now, the camera that is on them right now, this camera that's on them, when this camera's on them, and they can see their eyes, when they look up, they can see into that screen and see behind them. Nobody else, that screen's completely blank to everybody else. But when they look up, when they're speaking, they can see into that screen and they can see 180 degrees behind their back. They can see everybody who's pointing or anybody who's talking. Hmm. That's so they can see the backside of Congress. Like a rear view mirror. Yes. But it's only to the one person. So there's a, a beam, apparently there's laser beam that trains in on the person that's speaking. That's why there's a microphone. There's a little thing right there's there. like a pointer or something in his hand. So when you walk over there and you get behind that podium and you get your speech up and everything, it trains on your body. Once it locks onto you, you can look up and see into this TV screen. Nobody else can see it. It's completely blank. To everybody else there, it's black. You're like, what the fuck's that TV screen hanging up there for? But when you're the guy in front of that podium, in front of that microphone, and you look up, you can see everybody behind you. Cool. Okay. Let him keep going. Just tip boy's awesome. It is inherently unchristian for us to turn our backs on the responsibility of being a sovereign nation that defends the rule of law to be the beacon of hope for people around the world to want to come here in the first place. This country has done more for more people around the world than any other nation in history. And yes, our history is about opening our arms and allowing millions from around the globe to seek freedom and opportunity here and must continue to be. But that must be built on the rule of law. If we do not maintain the rule of law, then we forsake the very thing that attracts people from around the world. People come here from Venezuela. They come here from Cuba because of the rule of law. The rule of law is supposed to matter. And for people to hide behind asylum claims and hide behind exploitations of our law to flood our border such that we no longer have control of it, such that then the law becomes meaningless, turns the rule of law on its head, and means we will not be able to be the place of refuge for the people around the world who need it. And more than that, we should be exporting the rule of law. We should be improving conditions in the Western Hemisphere and around the world rather than importing lawlessness and importing fentanyl and killing our own people and undermining the lives of migrants. On March 13th, a human smuggler transporting 11 illegal aliens in Ozona, Texas, was being chased by law enforcement. And during the chase, the smuggler crashed into another vehicle, killing the other occupants, including a seven-year-old girl, her grandmother. The victim's names are Maria Alvarez and her granddaughter, Amelia Tambunga. Two migrants perished from the crash. That's one example of hundreds I could give. Run into the ranchers who 
find dead migrants on their South Texas ranches. A thousand migrants have died along the Southwest border last year. The fact is we are seeing as we speak, thousands rush our border from El Paso down along the Texas border because of the failed policies of this administration. We have an obligation as a body, but while our Democrat colleagues bury their head in the sand and refuse to acknowledge the crisis at the border, Republicans have an obligation to do exactly what they said they would do, what they campaigned to do, and that is secure the border of the United States. And let me be very clear, security of the, securing the border of the United States does not mean more money. It does not mean more technology. It does not mean more Border Patrol agents. It does not mean throwing money at the problem. It means actually doing the job of enforcing the laws of the United States and embracing policies that will stop the abuse of our law, as this administration is doing, to undermine it and allow people to flood our zone, allow cartels to exploit it, which harms Americans and migrants. We absolutely can and will ensure that people who have a credible claim to asylum will be able to have that claim heard while making sure that it is not exploited by cartels to rush our border with thousands of people and make it such that it is bad for them and us while fentanyl pours in, killing Americans and undermining our security. That is actually our job. And I would just submit that we should honor the promises that we made that gave us the majority. Because I can promise you, if we try to pass border security that doesn't actually stop the problem, we will no longer be in the majority. I yield back. Holy shit. Well, that's Ron kind Johnson. of right now, uh, Chip Wright. Or Chip that's Roy. right along the, the, <laughs> the lines Steve Austin. of what, I was laughing hysterically. He was laughing Thank so you. hard that I broke my Otis, headset. That he broke his headset. No shit. Watch. Yep. Uh, yep, broke your headset. I was laughing that good hard. Good stuff. Good stuff. You had me Sorry. giggling good. It's all right. A little duct tape goes a long way. We'll figure it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the less we get, the more likely we're going to see again. Um, the gentlelady, uh, Ms. Lee, is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And Director Dunham, I would like to direct my questions to you. Uh, on January 13th, 2023, the FBI's Richmond Field Office published an official document that linked radically or ethnically motivated violent extremists with what the FBI referred to as radical traditionalist Catholics. This proposed targeting of Americans practicing their faith necessitates 
oversight by Congress and raises serious concerns about Americans being able to freely exercise their religion without having unlawful surveillance conducted by agents of federal law enforcement. And as somebody who spent many years working alongside the brave men and women of the Bureau on the local level, uh, it we also here want to ensure that the FBI is directing its resources and its attention to helping protect our communities and keep our communities uh, safe, as opposed to an undue or unwarranted focus on surveilling particular religious groups. So with that, is it correct to say, Director Dunham, uh, this committee, in fact, sent a request to information, a request for information to the Bureau on February 16th, 2023? I believe that's correct. All right. And in response to that request, to this date, the Bureau has produced 18 pages of documents. Is that right? I think that's accurate. All right. Among other things, uh, this committee requested a list of the FBI investigations, local law enforcement agency reporting, and liaison reporting uh, with varying degrees of cooperation and access that the FBI's Richmond field office relied upon to make its assessments. Uh, have those documents been provided to date to this committee? We've not provided those documents. When will those documents be provided? I don't have a timeline for you yet. We, in my letter that we sent last week, I mentioned that there's an internal review going on to get to the bottom of a lot of these issues that you uh, that you referenced. And I anticipate having ongoing dialogue with the committee and with staff, and we'll be able to provide more information once that review is complete. And Mr. Dunham, are you personally engaged in that review process? I'm not. Who at the FBI is engaged in that review process? I'll have to take that back. I, I believe it might be through our inspection division, but I'll get back to you on that. Right. And to this point, has the inspection division given you a date by which they will be producing these documents back to us? I don't have a date for you, but I'll get back to you on that. All right. Is it also correct that this committee requested a list of FBI employees involved in the drafting, reviewing, approving, or disseminating of the January 23rd, 2023 domain perspective uh, entitled Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Extremists, Radical Traditionalist Catholic Ideology. Uh, we made that request to you as well. Is that right? That's correct. And to this point, have documents been provided in response to that request? We have not. When will those documents be provided to this committee? Uh, that's something that I'll take back and I'll, I'll get you information on. What I'll say is that uh, some of that information may uh, contain uh, what we call non-SES employee information. That's something that through practice and policy, we're uh, more protective of uh, our employees um, to avoid having them become targets of our adversaries for intel or operational purposes, uh, to avoid them becoming targets of uh, of harassment to avoid any uh, limitations they may have. It's been the FBI's position that decisions that are made uh, are best reflected, uh, best explained by the executives who, who direct those decisions. I and anticipate having- the FBI is capable of distinguishing between particular sensitive information it feels it needs to protect and that information which is uh, something that is appropriate and necessary for us to engage in oversight, correct? Agree with that. And there are also multiple methods for producing and providing information to us that we've heard about, even during the course of this hearing, that could achieve both objectives 
of protecting the necessary identification information for agents who are out working in the field, but also ensure that as members of Congress, we have access to these vital documents to conduct our oversight, correct? Correct. All right. Now, the Bureau's interest in this potential threat appeared to be increasing uh, as, it, as, it, as there was an upcoming election. Can you uh, elucidate for us why it would be that this particular subject was something that became of interest to the FBI as an election was approaching? I don't have, I'm not a subject matter expert on this topic. I'm, I don't have uh, any inside information on, on the product. I think the Attorney General and the Director have been clear in their testimony when asked about this that the product did not meet the FBI's exacting standards and uh, it was unacceptable and that's why we're looking into how, how it came to be. Thank you, Director Dunham. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Thank the gentlelady. We'll start round two. I want to start by just for the record noting uh, in response to some of the ranking members allegations about sensitive material uh, being made public that oh, What was Pussy Boy about to say? That they take security with the utmost oh, okay. concern. Uh, bullshit. Blah, blah. Bullshit. Fucking right? blah. That's yeah. how we knew Donald Trump had 34 charges, felony charges being levied against yep. him by the state of New yep. York, right? I just saw that. Uh, yeah, and we've heard rumors about this. Mm -hmm. RFK Jr. just officially uh, announced he's running for president against Joe Biden. He's running as a Democrat. Really? Yeah, RFK Jr. is primarying Joe Biden. The last, by the way, the, the last Kennedy to primary a sitting president ousted the sitting president, by the way. Ooh. Little bit of tension over there in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Mm. Not good. Not good, folks. No, no, no. No, very bad. Very yeah. bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. Very uh, bad for China in America. China in America, no fine job. No fine job. No job in America. Okay. Not for China. I, I do like Liana. No fine job in America. None. None. Now this is um this this clip's a little bit longer. It's gonna run us right up to the end of the show here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, yeah. What uh, the hell is this about? We, we might want to. This is Dr. David Martin. Oh uh, no, no, we're gonna save that. For yeah, we're, we, we're we're not gonna, we're, we're, we're not gonna save that. that. Um, what is uh money, money, money? I, I Let's go I, to woke world. No, uh, nothing in woke world. No. Wow. Oh, but I think there's one in Clown Town. <laughs> Clown there Town. Go. There we go. Clown Town's always good for okay. one. Oh, yeah, this is a perfect one. Perfect. Yeah, this is amazing. Seeing this, this is a good one. Mm -hmm. No shit. JFK's primary buying it. What, you just RFK. Gotta, RFK. Or, RFK's primary buying it. But what, you just got to show up with a pulse? So, is, so we call it jumping the gator around here. Is that all it is? Is you just show up with a pulse? To primary Biden? Yeah. I don't, is that a requirement? Is it? I, I don't know. Probably I'm not. asking for a friend. I don't know. Please tell me. I'm dying to know. Is RFK touring Dallas anytime soon? That's an excellent question. <sighs> Hopefully not anywhere near Dealey <laughs> Plaza. It's terrible. Don't Throwing it out there. Might be a place the Secret Service might so want to keep bad. him away from. Throwing it out there. Okay. Hey, I'm Brett. He, him. Hola. Hola. 
Yeah, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. Really? Isn't Chief cultural appropriation too? And secondly, uh, I'm from Cuba. <laughs> that's awesome. I love your sandwiches. You know, it, it is pretty sad that those Cubans don't really appreciate the great social programs they've got. Am I right, Chief? I mean, um, man, person, Cuba person. Great social programs? What are you talking about? Well, you know, like take healthcare, for instance. Yes, we had healthcare, but it mostly consists of us rubbing dirt in our wounds. But my grandmother was able to build this pretty cool wheelchair out of an old washing machine. You must be mistaken. I learned all about Cuba's excellent social programs in college. Is that right? How long have you been in college? Half a semester. So yeah, I'm pretty much an expert on socialism. In fact, I'm inviting people to the meeting my group is having. Socialists undermining capitalist knowledge. Ay, ay, ay. Tell me what else you've learned in college about my country, Mr. Expert. Bernie Sanders taught me that Cuba has great literacy programs. Yeah, we used to have to write, I will obey Fidel Castro a hundred times every morning. Also, Bernie taught me that the poor rose up and they stole the means of production from the ugly rich people. That sounds amazing. We didn't own anything with regards to production. Ah, but what we did have, we had a 20-year-old anemic donkey named Gus. I do miss Gus, but he was delicious. Okay, by the way, how did you end up in this dystopian capitalist country anyway? We've got it really rough here. Hey, did you order the orange mocha frappuccino? Oh, yeah, that's me. Okay. I hate when they look at you like they expect a tip. Anyway, yeah, how did you end up in this terrible place? We escaped on a raft made out of a mattress and inflated surgical glove. You mean to tell me that you came to America on purpose? No, not on a porpoise, on a raft. I, I just, I don't understand how somebody could flee Cuban paradise and come to this oppressive, totalitarian hellscape. I can tell you, we didn't have any of those in Cuba. That I can guarantee you. What? You mean that in Cuba, you guys only have like iPhone 12s? No, don't don't tell me. iPhone 11s? <laughs> no, that can't be right. You young people don't have any idea what socialism is like. I have my rides here. Yeah, mom. Yes, I'll be there in a second. Gosh, I'm going to be late to the Antifa protest. So, do you want to learn more about why North Korea isn't real socialism? Yeah, my parents escaped North Korea after digging a 30-foot tunnel through frozen dirt with a pair of chopsticks. So, Hey you! Are you enjoying these videos? Then I have a loose suggestion for you. Why don't you like it? Comment and hit the subscribe button. In fact, even if you didn't like this video, I strongly suggest that you do it. It's not. Yeah, whatever. Still funny. I like that they have a Russian doing that. That's freaking hysterical. Or a Russian, a bad Russian accent. Yes. That's freaking hysterical. That is pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know what's funnier, the video or that. <laughs> but, but I mean, oh. what made you flee that dystopian hellscape? What are you, what are you, no kidding. What are you talking about? All right, close that. There might be one more in money. Money. No, go up, go up, up there. Money, money, money. There it is. Money. There it is. Uh, 
There's a whole Pelosi ladies in the world. Oh my God! You brought me a double banger tonight. Hillary and Pelosi. Pelosi and Hillary on the same stage together. Daddy's getting high tonight, folks. Watch this. HRC. HRC. (sighs) God damn. Hey, Cisco, you got the worst timing, bro. I have said what you wanted me to say every time that you've posted it in the comments, and it's always been during a video. And there you go. Just saying. You got a horrible timing, bro. Big Mike. I mean, do you know some really wonderful people, well-educated, maybe even some of them in this excellent institution, who are great, they're successful, nice people and all that, and the boom, they're way on the other side of our democracy in our own country. Why? Because they don't want to pay more taxes? Huh? They oh people came to the right because they don't want to pay more taxes. That's it. All, all these intelligent, well-educated oh. people—they're not Democrats because they don't want to give all of their money to the federal government. Oh, I get that's it. what Nancy thinks. There it is. There's the quiet part out loud. This is what you've been missing. This is her vodka supply got low because mm-hmm. she left the speakership. That's it. You get an open bar when you get the speakership. You didn't know that. Shit. So, all right. Either yeah. way, uh, we. Uh, yeah, we're about done. We're about done. And. Uh, yeah. But our featured sponsor tonight, did you. Yes. Did you put out the scratching? No, I haven't yet. Our, good uh, Because it's. Uh, we got 1,200 in, wow. in the bank there. So there y'all go. are going to. There you go. Scratching is out. out. Okay. Get our, it. Our featured sponsor for tonight is Kush Kush Greens. Go get it. And if y'all have seen the progression of my bruise over the last couple of days, like. I did this, what, like four days ago? And it was like, it went from a little red to bright purple to yellow and green. And now it's almost gone. And I've just been putting Kush creams on it like two or three times a day. So guys, listen. And, uh, oh, I might've taken it. Anyway, no shit. The roll on is amazing. I, I have four guys at work addicted to it. Now they're like, dude, I'm almost out of the roll on. Um, I need more. Kushcreams.com. Um, where, where, where I get it? Save 15% with yes. promo code Defiant. Kushcreams.com. Save 15% promo code Defiant. I'm telling you, Megan Kush is well worth it. It's Go in there, the look around. It's the best stuff. Holy shit. She's got some of the holistic, best holistic medicine. Um, it's amazing. That side of the Mississippi. And I, you know, I've gotten into the habit now because I work out in the yard all day, right? You guys know this. My house is severely desperate for my attention right now, but planting is once again, taking priority. So I work outside all day and it's hard work. I mean, out in the heat and the sun and, you know, bending and planting and, and shoveling and pushing a wheelbarrow and moving things and chasing the fucking ducks, the ducks and the chickens from across the street. They have, they now love the neighbor's yard, not the ones I know, but the ones next to the new ones. <coughs> the chickens have been you like, mean the ones that have been here the whole time we've been here <coughs> that we haven't met. Yeah. Um, yeah, the chickens have been like tearing up their rose bushes every morning. So anyway. Um <coughs> but every day at you know, the end of the day, after Liana's show, that's pretty much my cue to, you know, finish up, go in and take a shower, and then go pick up the kid from school and then get ready for the show. Um, 
I get out of the shower and I, I just, I slather Kush creams all over my body, arms, legs, back, all of it. Well, I didn't do it the other day. And oh my God, I could feel an immediate difference. Like I got home from picking up the kid and I was like, I, I got to go put some Kush creams on. Like, fuck this. Like I just put it on my, you know, what I could reach. Cause I was obviously dressed just my arms and my back at that point. But damn, my legs were sore the next morning. Uh, I'm just saying, it, get it every day. Get it because it works, not because anything uh, else. You have to hit, hit the release button. I said it's not out. I, I did release it. I don't know. I've released it. Scratch and released. Had okay. It, it's been released. No idea. Mm, it's been released. I'm releasing. I'm releasing. I keep releasing. Okay, it's off. It's off. It's released. It's released. No idea. I I got no idea, bro. Um. Okay. Either stop, stop. There you there go. Is. There you there go. He is. There. Now All started. right. We got people winning gold pills. There we go. All right. It's released. Either way. So chriscrims.com. Um, yes. Yep. And uh, and go check out all the other shit on Megan's site. Yep. She's got a bunch of stuff, and uh, there's all sorts of different things there. She has her phone number up there. You can call her directly. You want to know what Megan's about? I'm, I'm definitely thinking about taking her out there on a road trip just to go hang out with Megan for like a week or two, just to go do some real work so she can see what real farming's about because I've seen some of Megan's pictures, and I got to tell you, I'm jealous as a motherfucker. I kind of want to go steal some of her secrets. So we might actually be making a trip out there at some point in the near future. Don't know when. Might be a wise, but we're going to plan it out. We're going to push it out so we can go out there and have a good time. Either way. Promo code DEFIANT at kushcreams.com. Yes, Defiant. We use Defiant everywhere except for... But occasionally, randomly here and there. Like USA, promo code USA, all caps. Yes. For, for, uh, fresh Mouth Life until the end of the week. Yes. Gets you 10% off the cup or $400 off the water system. That's Which insane. is ridiculous. Um, yeah. And, and then, well uh, worth the money, yeah. I would think. I, I mean, you get distilled water and all cold and hot water and, on and demand. Oh, and the whole thing. Yeah, no shit. I don't even need the cup anymore. I can just sit underneath that and yeah, drink no, that. We, well, we still can't afford it with $400 off, so we're going to have to wait on that. I know. Um, maybe save up for Christmas or something. That might be a Christmas gift to yeah. each other. Yes, exactly. A joint Christmas the, the gift. The entire damn family and they get nothing else. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We're like, hey, <laughs> just like, deal right, with Christmas it. Christmas this year, we got a water system. You get a water system that's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, but anyway. Either way, yep. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night, five forty-five mm -hmm. for Liana's Lounge. Liana yep. will be probably back tomorrow morning at nine oh five a.m. Provided Michael's not being a complete asshat and she Correct. actually gets to sleep tonight. Yep. Correct. And uh, so check out her show, of course, mm -hmm. and of course you can check out Josh and the Red Pill Project yep. immediately following next. us. And uh, other than that, we're gonna get the fuck out of here, folks. Yeah. Y'all have a great night. Like, share, subscribe. Par for the course. For the Mick. And Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. We will talk to you later. Thanks for watching. If I can find my mouse. And get and out of I here. did. And there, there it, is. it is. And we're out. Bye, y'all. I hope. Fuck around and find out
fuck around and find you out. You ain't make it through the snakes, snares, and alligators. But once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters. Cause you'll be over your tater. I'm talking growing tomatoes. Feeding the worms, I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six foot grave. Before I take a knee as our anthem plays. My hands on my heart, I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy from the south. And you can fuck around and find out. I love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun raised from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. So come around here, son, running your Strapped up in a white I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can be F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go. Different joints, same smoke. Wake up, wear the same clothes. Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash. Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class. Got the music way up loud with a cigar in my mouth. Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirty south with a truck seat high and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need. Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom, fuck a welfare now. Fuck around and find out.